live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I'm your host, as always, Will. Back at it after what, man, four or five weeks off? Something crazy like that. We've had uh, we've had a couple uh, coronavirus scares in in the in the uh, middle of that. Uh, people just not wanting to show up, scared to come out here with the coronavirus and everything that's going on here. But we are back at it here for you, the people. As always, your host Will here. Join, hey, Suburban Menace, the only guy brave enough to to come out say, here dude, and show. I, I think I should co-host the show almost at this point. Like throw Chuck, throw Steven. I want all those advertisements thrown out if they're not on. You know, the next we, week I, or two. I've got to give. I, I've got to say this real quick. I, I I'm throwing Chuck under the bus. Chuck is out there. He's serving the military right now. He's he's on duty right now. So he came out last time. So credit to Chuck. But Steven, man. Where are you at? Unbelievable, dude. I think he's still on uh he's still on lockdown from uh, the, the wifey, I think, still got him locked down or something. I, heard, I don't know. I heard the the lockdown form got lifted uh, a few weeks ago, oh, but I don't know. I We're guess we're gonna have to look at the new uh Steven Spiller PA announcement and see, you know, read through the regulations and see how his quarantine is going. So we're, yeah, we're gonna have to find out. We're gonna have to get him back in here. We might have to drag him in here. But hey, we got the suburban minutes here. I'm happy to have you in, Evan. Uh but of course we got a lot to talk about today, a lot of stuff going on since uh we were last on. NBA, MLB, back, both slated to return to action later this month. Last time we were on, NBA had already come up with the plan, or at least it looked like they had the plan to come back. MLB, we were really skeptical, but man, Evan, lots changed. I mean, I, you know, the NBA, I think we always, always knew was going to be coming back at some point, but MLB really was looking bleak there for a minute, but hey, we got both of them back. How are you feeling about sports in the upcoming months? Well, I'm, I'm going to slow you down at the we knew NBA was coming back at some point because I'm still well, am, show I, we did. I am on the fence about everything coming back at any point right now still. I mean, until the until I sit down, pop open, you know, oh, I guess it depends how I'm feeling, pop open my beer and my chips and I'm watching the NBA, I'm watching James Harden juke someone out on the court. It's I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath, Will. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's coming. I, I mean, really we, don't. I'm we, a pessimist. We can dive into all this one, but the NBA and MLB they have contingency plans for an outbreak there. Now, obviously, there's a number where it gets too big that they're going to be like, okay, we got to scratch this idea. But if you're telling me we're not going to get any action whatsoever, I don't believe that. Now, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth, Will. Mike Tyson, okay. And I'm just telling you right now, if the if LeBron, like Patrick Beverly says, if the Kings say we play, we play in. And if, if LeBron James gets coronavirus, Will, that's the end. There, no, they're not going to shut it down for one player. But If I, it's LeBron James, they will. No, I agree with you to a certain extent that there is a number. There is a, there is a number where if a certain amount of players get, get the, the virus, then yeah, they're probably going to scratch that idea. But that being said, if you're telling me we're not going to get any action, I don't believe you. But I don't, hey, that's I don't the eternal optimism. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here on whatever. You, I know you've got your list there for us to talk about, but I'll tell you this. Rockets flew out there already. James Harden and Russell Westbrook still hanging out in Houston. A lot of players already opting out of the bubble, already admitted to the NBA by saying the staff is free to come and go almost as they please to transmit as much COVID in the facility as they want. I'm just saying, well, you've, you've all, I'm, you've I'm had, pessimistic. I'm you've tired had, of being an optimist. You've had a certain amount of people that have opted out, but uh, the only person that of significance that's opted out is Victor Oladipo. These guys are going to play. These guys are going out there. Wasn't Victor uh, injury-related? I thought he had some sort of injury issue, I, too. I mean, he, I, I, that's a big part of it because he's he's been linked to rumors that he's gonna that he wants to join the Heat, so he's probably not wanting to damage his, uh, free, agent, his free agency that's going to be upcoming here pretty soon. So, yeah, but it, it, back to the matter at hand. I mean, if you're telling me that no action going to happen i think that's crazy and i will i will do a lunch bet on that one if you want if you want want the start isn't what i'm worried about the finish is what i'm worried about will just the just like i don't even know the tenure i'll let you get into your stuff before i start to you know just bash everything and pretend cry like a baby that things aren't going to happen i miss sports will as you said it's four or five weeks since we've been on here i think we're all very on edge okay we're all we're all just ready to see it happen okay I'm ready. I, I wish it was August already, honestly. Yeah, but you're on. But you're bringing this up like this is that we haven't seen this. I mean, as across the world, like there's no precedence for this going that for them to play sports while you know the coronavirus is going on. But look across the sea. I mean, of course you got the the Premier Soccer League's playing. There there are plans and there are things that are taking place that are able 
to go ahead through this virus. And I think the MLB and NBA, I think they're going to be able to do it. Now, yeah, whether or not they're going to have to have a, an extended stoppage of play at some point, that's possible. But I, I, I think we're going to have I think we're going to have MLB and M- NBA here. Do you in the think next any of them can afford an extended stoppage of play? I'm sure. Do you have schedules there as far as start dates, end dates, and everything goes? I, I just brought I, all I don't of have it my... written down, but off the top of my head, I mean, MLB is going to start either the July 24th or 25th. They're still planning, I think, to end in October sometime or uh, end of October for playoffs. Uh, NBA, same thing. They're going to start end of July, and their plan for what would be a Game 7 in the NBA NBA Finals would end in October. So what do you think about if they have to have a delay, you're going to be running well into the 2021 season by then? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. That's my point with the NBA. I honestly, I think it's I think it's structured in such a way that you have so many players together. It's just hard to isolate, and more importantly, it's hard not to transmit in the sport of the NBA. You have guys sweating and touching each other constantly, and I'm just very... I Rudy Gobert is going to go rub on some microphones and then go rub on LeBron James. And that's going to be the end of it, man. It's just so easy for one mistake to happen there. And that's what I'm nervous about. But there being, it's not like this mistake is going to be able to happen. And it's going to completely, it's going to throw everything off plan. The NBA and the MLB as that, what I'm saying is they've got contingency plans for somebody testing. They're testing every single day. And obviously I'm not saying it's a foolproof system, but if somebody gets, if somebody gets sick, they're going to be able to catch it and they're going to be able to track it down. I mean, it's a, it's an isolated group of players. It's not like the we're trying to track the virus in the world or something. They would be tracking the virus among an isolated amount of players. But they have staff coming in. They have they have cooks on site. They have hotel staff. They have other people to test who aren't all locked down at the facilities. Okay, but they're still going to be able to backtrack it. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm just saying these games aren't are, are happening. Yes, but these uh, what they're still one and two days off between a lot of these games. Well, and can, the fact is, they're going to be able to track this. They virus. can find out where LeBron James's COVID came from. They can find out where James Harden's COVID came from. It's still not going to shut the. It's not going to. It's not going to keep the ball rolling just because they know where it came from. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm, so, the, well, I'm a we, we should we should we play, can go on. We should place a bet on this one. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There will not be an NBA champion on time in the 2020 season. On time? What, what does that mean? And to our scheduled time. Well, they, they've already announced that the, the, that these dates are contingent on certain things. But I mean, I'm saying that within 2020, there's going to be an MLB champion and there's going to be an NBA or there's going to be an both. NBA finals and an MLB World Series. Is this Series. a parlay? No, this, uh, this is just a lunch bet. You They're need all have... three, though. You need the parlay, is what I'm saying. You got to have all that hit. You got to have your MLB championship final. You got to have your NBA championship final. So two of them? Sure. No. Okay, lunch bet. Sure. Or do we have a third one I can squeeze in there? I'd feel a little safer. No, no. Absolutely all right, I'll not. do the NBA and MLB. Right. Hey, all we right. can't, we're not handshaking oh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. We're going to COVID. Okay. Talking about why this all is right. getting spread cool. around. All right. all right. Well, that being said, of course, MLB, NBA, they both got uh, different plans as far as how they're going to attack this 2020 season. NBA playing in a bubble. MLB is going to go ahead and play at the home stadiums. Um, but, man, you know, let's dive into this. Let's dive into, of course, the on-court and on-field action of this. We've spent enough time over the past few weeks wondering whether or not MLB and NBA is going to return. We know they're going to return for some semblance of a season. Now, obviously, we disagree on how uh, how much they're going to be played. But NBA, of course, bo- both leagues are making changes. The NBA, only major change, of course, is the play-in tournament. Uh, the seven, or the uh, eight, nine seed, obviously, at this point, could possibly play for that final seed. So, you know what, Evan? Let's start off, man. This is the first on-court action that we've been able to talk about in quite some time. So, you know, what would be the, what do you think would be the most exciting uh, play-in tournament matchup that we could have at this point? Eight, nine seed. I've got a clear answer here. I mean, it's the Pelicans, right? It's Pelican, Pelicans, yeah. Pelicans, uh, Pelicans, Grizzlies at this point. Yeah. If we get Zion Jaw, yeah. that is going to be enough Absolutely. to, uh, to yeah. propel this NBA playoffs. Well, and dude, I, I mean, the matchups, like I said, I, I, dude, the anticipation's never been higher for me. I don't think, you know, if all the stars show up and everything, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I think star power is an all-time high in the NBA that we've been for the last five, ten years with the young stars coming in. You got LeBron at the end of his career. I'm I'm hype if it actually happens. If now, it I'm, actually happens. Now, once again, I'm pessimistic. Get on board, Evan. It's coming but, back. But yeah, Jaw. Um, now, I and once again, excuse my ignorance, but are we doing a? I know they're doing the play in, and then it just goes to a normal 16 team format, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, if there's if there's a nine seed that's within four games of the eight seed, then they're going to have what would be a double a double elimination essentially for the uh, for the eight seed. So basically, if the if the Grizzlies are sitting there at the eight seed, 
Uh, all they have to do is win one game against the Pelicans to to lock up that eight seed. Versus the Pelicans, they would have to win two games in a row against the against the Grizzlies, and that's the play in tournament. So you know what? I mean, this is this is stuff that obviously I, I wish they kind of would have gotten uh, gone a little bit more crazy with all of this. I mean, maybe get rid of the Eastern versus uh, Eastern Western Conference uh, just because this is the one year, this is the one opportunity that you have to do some ridiculous stuff. But you know what? All all things considered, I'm happy. Yeah, we talked about that, but I think uh, it kind of goes back to the ass asterisk that I think will be on the season anyway um I think they just wanted to keep it as normal as possible in a way to like just for the record books you know like it, and and I think a lot of people have talked about this already too are you going to acknowledge the NBA champion if there is some sort of shortage or if there is some sort of issue like do you think say the Houston Rockets win the NBA championship how much hate do you think there is as far as like the way that things were sorted or the way that kind of the playoff went about to diminish their championship i don't think it's there's going to be an asterisk as much as there's going to be a side note to it i mean yeah as far as i mean the the difference between the nba and mlb i mean i've said this for the longest time nba just has to conclude their season so obviously home court advantage things like that are out the door with the nba but we're still they still have the benefit of what was most of an nba season you know the seed, the seeding is re, is going to be relatively what it would have been whether or not this happened or not. Obviously, there's eight games remaining for each team, uh, or at least eight games remaining for the Rockets to decide these final seeds. But if which we'll talk about the MLB here in a minute, the MLB has to play a full season through this, a, a shortened season, uh, and then obviously go through the playoffs at that point. So that one, if you're talking about an asterisk, yeah, I can buy into that more. But the NBA, I think it's going to be more of a side note that obviously when people look back. Uh, on the 2020 championship, they're gonna, they're gonna, there's gonna be that side note. Uh, NBA Finals played in the neutral site for the first time in NBA history, essentially. So, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously, there is gonna be some type of whatever you want to call it to this, but I'm not gonna say it's an asterisk. I'm not gonna say it's an illegitimate championship. That being said, let me ask you this: Is it? Is it? If there is going to be an asterisk, is it? Is it destined to be the Rockets? Oh, a I would love it. Yeah, that's what we do. Win man. NBA yeah. Finals, ninety-four, <laughs> ninety-five, and now we're back to it with another asterisk win. Um, you know, the ex Jordan years, and now the uh, the Corona years. Those are the kind of things we win. Oh uh, no, but I mean, aside from home field, just like the the rust on the players, the lag time, and everything. I think it's got to have some variable to it, and I'm sure people will talk about it forever. I mean, obviously, this is all unprecedented, and I think it's going to be brought up. It's just. Uh, I, I don't know. Once again, I, I don't see everybody staying healthy, and I think it's going to throw asterisk in there. I think you're going to see a lot of rust, and that's going to like, you know, what if, I don't know, who's who's the most dominant team in the NBA right now? I guess you could agree Bucks or Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if they come out and Giannis just doesn't look like Giannis? You know, like that's, that's the other thing. And I was going to kind of, it's, it's hard to frame this question, but is there anyone you are expecting to have a great postseason or a bad postseason as far as teams go? Do you think that this synergy is going to help anybody? Oh, yeah, I've, for sure. I haven't heard a lot about practices. I already heard that the Bucks and some other teams were canceling team arena practices, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Some of them were having a lot more throughout the coronavirus, and I'm not sure if that's going to trend to more wins or losses. No, um, no, for, for, be I, I, I definitely think this is going to benefit some teams and others not. I mean, you look at the veteran teams, I think, are going to benefit from this. I think the Rockets are going to come out completely rejuvenated, obviously, off the rest. Uh, same thing with LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, some of these younger teams, you know, I, I don't know how focused they're going to be. I mean, the 76ers, I mean, it could go either way as far as whether or not they're going to come out there. The Jazz, a team that was already floundering and then obviously has a lot of internal problems between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, I definitely think that this is going to hurt some teams. And I think it's going to be beneficial for some teams but I mean at the end of the day uh, you know it's 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 going to be on an individual basis I mean it's going to be how are are these teams going to be able to get in some type of rhythm some type of comfort level there and that's that's going to be remain uh, that's remains to be seen that's why I think the veteran teams are probably going to benefit from this a little bit more Uh, they're going to be a little bit more focused I, I would hope at least that they're going to be more focused on this one but I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're if you're the Bucks or the Lakers, and you've got all these, you know, like you said, with the arena practices with the Bucks. On top of that, they still have to deal with the fact that they went out there and earned home court advantage, and that's something that they're not going to get at all. So, I mean, if if you're telling me that they're happy that they're they're playing in the bubble, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think there's an argument to be made for that. So, but. That being said, there's certainly going to be teams that benefit and don't benefit from this. As far so, as you like goes. Lakers, Lakers, Bucks right now is your finals prediction for I mean, uh, we, how things lie. I mean, we still have that lunch bet for the, for I took the Bucks as far as the East. I said no doubt they're coming out of the East. Oh, that yeah. we had a few. I'm a few such months. a hater on Giannis, dude. I didn't think Chris Middleton was this good. By the way, uh, bless the sporting players for the Bucks. They yeah. they played good ball coming down the stretch there. One more question for you in the NBA, and I, I was thinking about this one 
long and hard before we uh, came on the show. Um, most likely NBA star to come in extremely overweight. Oof. Wow. I, 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 I got to go back to my, my guy Zion. I think Zion, if we're going to consider Zion a superstar at this point. Well, Zion is absolutely a superstar I, at this point. I, I mean, that's already been a reoccurring theme with I'm him. I'm going to go Joel Embiid. I, I, think, I think Embiid has, you know, been sitting on the couch a little too long. He'll, he'll come in pushing 350, I think. You know, he's... <laughs> I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think I think it could go both ways this year for the 76ers as far as as far as the, the coronavirus stuff goes. Maybe without the distractions, all the off-court distractions being the home court and whatnot, that could benefit them. Uh, but it could go the opposite ben way. Ben Simmons just been sitting at home shooting a thousand threes a day. I'll just tell you that. So. Hey, well, I mean, if they can, he fig- comes out and shoots like forty five percent from three. <laughs> if they if they can figure out a way to coexist, uh, Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid at least on the court, then that they could be a scary matchup for them. And one more note too, um, I'm not sure if you heard about you know I think I mentioned earlier, but Russ and Harden staying behind mm-hmm. while the rest of the team goes to Orlando. You think there's any stock in that? Or? I, I mean, I think they're they're just guys that go to the beat of their own drum. So I mean, I think the I think these uh, you it's know like being different. I think there's I think one last like volunteer- party. I think there's a big party happening and you know all the all the a-list i think chris paul made the call the banana boats going out and they're just taking that over to orlando but now that would be stupid if that was the case that would be absolutely stupid but i I, think i think these are superstars and i mean i think these guys are going to go fly out there on their own personal jets and if this is what is the equivalent of voluntary workouts at the beginning then uh, then i'm not too worried about it but that being said let's talk about the rockets of course i mean uh, obviously i i said that you know i think that this could be this could possibly rejuvenate them at this point but and i don't think that's crazy You know, obviously the problem with Russ and Harden over the past few years is them flaming out in going into the playoffs. So, you know, if they approach this this hiatus the right way, this could be a benefit for the Rockets because, I mean, we did see them floundering, of course, before the coronavirus hit. Uh, I think they were, what, six and four in their last 10. But those those four losses were losses against bad teams. Magic, uh, Knicks, they got throttled by the Clippers at that point. It seemed to me like teams were starting to figure out what how to how to approach the Rockets lineup. So, you know, right now, Rockets sitting at six at the sixth seed. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of teams that are in front of them that I think that they could jump. Obviously, the Jazz are, Jazz are up there. Um, you know, they could possibly catch the Nuggets at this point. Uh, they're right there tied with the, with the Thunder. But I'll ask you this. What do you think are the best matchups for the Rockets going into the playoffs yeah, at this and point? I, I was going to say, I was wondering where you were going there because I don't think it's necessarily in our benefit to climb the ladder. I think there's a couple teams that we match up extraordinarily well against that we wouldn't face if we, you know, stayed at a six or a seven seed. I think we can take the Clippers. I'm I'm probably mm. more afraid of the Lakers right now than I am the Clippers just because the way that LeBron owns us most every time we play him. But. I, I mean, I would completely disagree with you there. Now, and But th- those are the sentiments of, of most analysts. Most analysts say the Rockets are a bad matchup for the Clippers or they like them against the Clippers, not against the Lakers. I disagree. I mean, what we've seen from the Rockets' small ball lineup against the Lakers, I think matches up way better with them versus w- against the Clippers. Now, matchup for matchup, yeah, you're going to go in there and you're going to say, Anthony, who's going to guard Anthony Davis? Yep. That's going to be a problem. But I think... I I look at it and say not not that it's an advantage, but I think the Rockets have a game plan that we've seen them attack uh, Anthony Davis with. I mean, I've said this for a long time. Anthony Davis as a pure interior post player, I think is very overrated. He plays better away from the basket. So I think what you're going to see the Rockets do is they're going to try and entice the Lakers into a lot of what would be these mismatches inside. And once they double team Anthony Davis on the inside, I think it can cause a lot of problems. The, the thing that's going to come back to bite the Rockets, or at least it has been biting, biting the Rockets in the last few, in the last few weeks at, before the coronavirus hit, uh, was team, you saw teams, you know, Russ had the historic run for, uh, for points in the paint, uh, you know, competing with Shaq. But that being said, teams started to say, okay, well, we're going to completely block the inside and we're going to let them have as many threes as they want. And the problem is the Rockets just don't have the three-point shooters, the knockdown three-point shooters that you need for this small ball to work the way that they would like it to so I don't know I I I think there are some distinct matchups obviously if they can get to that four seed four or five seed whatever it is and play the Jazz a team that they've dominated in the first round I would love that and then honestly I'd write I'd like to see that second round matchup with the Lakers I mean, and do you? Th- yeah, and obviously you do. You think the Lakers is a much better matchup than the Clips? But in the first round, Nuggets versus Jazz, or Nuggets versus OKC, or whoever we end up playing, I'm okay with. Honestly, the first team, the team I wouldn't want to play in the first round, obviously Clippers and Lakers, I think are on a pedestal above everybody else. But the Mavs have our number this year too. Luka's yeah. been dominant. Um, there's a couple like other teams who I'm like honestly more scared of than those teams in that three, four, or five spot. Yeah. The- so I think either way we're going to be fine. I think we're second round 
exit right now as things sit. But, you know, at the same time, like you said, we, we still put up more points than most anyone in the league. I think second in offensive production only to the Bucks. Um And I, I think when it comes down to it, if our shots hit, we can outscore anybody who wants to play against us. Um, not having Shump's going to be big. I think he's already announced he's not playing the entire series. Are you, are you talking about Cephalosha for the Rock? Or Seth, not yeah, Shump. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Cephalosha. Yeah, sorry. But they already, they already replaced him with Luke and Balamute, which I know he's been out of the league for you know the past year or so. But I don't, that's not a huge loss for uh, having Cephalosha gone. I mean, they already got Damari Carroll, who I, I think they essentially got him saying, hey, you're going to be guarding LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to play the entire playoffs until we play LeBron. You're going to be guarding him. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the matchups, the on-court matchups, I mean, we could talk about that. I mean, the Rockets have, uh, you know, Obviously, if we're going to talk pure matchups on paper, I'm with you. I mean, the Clippers might be a better matchup for him, but I don't know. I, I just think the Clippers' length and their bench depth, I, I, I'm afraid of the Clippers. I really am. I'm afraid of the Lakers, too, man. Yeah. So, Laker, here we are. Yeah, the Lakers, I mean, like I said, I, I think the Rockets have played well, well enough against the Lakers that I'd rather see them versus the Clippers. But, hey, this could be a whole new ball game there, out there. As with long the as James Harden doesn't win my fattest athlete coming back award, I think <laughs> we'll be okay. And I'm worried about him, too. He's definitely in the, he's definitely in the running for that. You so. know, I, I, think, I think he's been motivated enough within the last few years. I've got enough faith in him. I mean, Russ, I, you, you've seen some of the workout videos that he's posted. I mean, I, I think these guys are, are attacking it with, with some veracity. So I, I, like, I like what the Rockets are, or, or I like to think that the Rockets are going to come back focused, prepared. And then obviously, if, if they can get the small ball rolling like they were earlier in the year, then I think this could, be, this could bode well for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, on the flip side of this, obviously, the NBA... We, we knew at least they were going to make a plan to return uh, for, for a long time. Now, whether or not that actually happens or not, obviously, you, you're a little skeptical. I'm not. But got to flip over to the MLB now, Evan. Obviously, after a tumultuous negotiations that we highlighted for a long time, for a couple weeks on there, MLB finally returning, which, honestly, I'm pretty shocked at. I, I think I was on record uh, you know, two or three episodes ago saying that I really don't think MLB is going to be coming back. Uh, obviously, this is not going to bode well for upcoming seasons with a new CBA. But hey, we're coming back. 60 game schedule. Now, Evan, if you want to get into what we're going to call fluky seasons, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, the MLB is making rule changes, extra inning rule change. Obviously, 10th inning on, they're going to start off with a runner on second base. There's a universal DH, which isn't as egregious, I guess, as the first one. But you know what? All these changes, it makes me want to hate it. But you know what, Evan? I don't care. I'm gl- I'm glad to have baseball back. I mean, I'm 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 right there with you, Will. Honestly, this is all great news. It sounds to me like you know the game's speeding up. They're getting more hitting, more scoring, shorter season. It's everything I've ever wanted out of baseball. Now, if we could only cut to in the seventh inning or something, that's the last inning, and they start on second base. You know, then we'd be then we'd be getting somewhere. But yeah, the MLB. I'm I'm glad they're Get playing out too. Of here with I'm that. glad you, they have sports, but dude, I I don't need 182 games of baseball. A 162, year, man. 162, and yes, whatever do. it is. That's I what just, makes baseball great. That it's it. always there for you oh, if you man. need it. I but, don't. I need something else there for anything else there for me right now would be would be okay. But, I think any baseball fan would disagree no, with you on I'm, all of that. I'm glad. I mean, it's it's going to be good. I think the Astros are going to be contenders. I mean, if you look at any Houston sports team that has a legitimate shot of the title, I think it's really the Astros are the only ones who have a decent shot um and i'm excited i mean we got a great lineup coming back pitching every most everybody's coming back right for the strohs i mean uh the lineup at least yeah uh, i mean obviously we're returning everybody except uh robinson chirinos uh or at least out of the starting lineup so uh yeah i mean obviously if you look at, at that lineup that's going to be scary but yeah the pitching rotation obviously that's a question which we'll dive in here, here in a little bit but i want to stay on topic with the, with the mlb season coming back so yeah we've got the extra innings change you know, baseball purists out there, I don't think are going to like this. But at the same time, the universal DH, hey, it, it was it was about time. I think this. I think if there's one thing that's going to stick in the MLB, it's going to be the universal DH at some point. It's. I mean, MLB is the only sport that has two leagues that go under separate rules. I mean, it's it's been the most it's been the most ridiculous thing at least since what the 70s when it happened. Uh, I think the A's were the first one to actually start that uh, the DH in the American League, and somehow that it stuck. But anyway. Back to the season at hand. So we're going to get 60 games. And yeah, the problem with this, I mean, of course, is we've seen this so many times. This isn't news to anybody. But through 60 games, every time in the MLB season, there's a team that starts off slow, that gets hot late in the season, and there's a team that falls off. So I don't know how you can say that you want a shorter season when that is such, uh, that's such an interesting dynamic that comes into the season every single year. I mean, you look at last year, the World Series champions, the Washington Nationals, through 50 games, they were 19 and 31. And through, I think, 60, they were like 27 and 33. That The World Series champion from last year would not even be in the playoffs this year through the 60-game slate. So, um, you know, obviously, you, you can talk about cutting games to a certain extent, but 
obviously this much is just it's going to be a little it's going to be a little hard to buy at this point no for sure but i mean do you really think it benefits any particular team over another team like i mean teams just go on cold streaks and hot streaks and sometimes it takes guys a minute to get bats together like i I think that's what that is and i don't think it's necessarily going to give an older more established team or a younger team or any other team some sort of edge like it's just a short season you got to deal with what it is i think it's going to give teams that have problems with injury guys that have problems with injury and and Teams that teams that have a strong one two three pitching or a strong one two, they're going to be able to make a lot more waves yeah. as opposed to teams. I'd probably that, benefits your Astros then, right? I can't think of a better one two than Verlander Grinky out there. I, I mean, mean, there's a couple, but yeah, I mean, obviously it, it, injuries aside, I mean, if they're able to keep their one two three healthy between uh, Verlander Grinky McCullers, uh, I mean, yeah, you're. you're t- I mean, we're, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I mean, this is the Astros. I think are obviously going to be are going to be the front runners at least for the West and maybe in the entire AL, but. Yeah, the, the 60 games is going to be hard to buy. But, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we're going to see one to two teams start off hot that normally wouldn't make the playoffs, that will make the playoffs this year. But you know what? The, the one thing I would have wanted for them to do, which they weren't able to get any negotiations done, this is just Manfred essentially enacting an MLB season, uh, is an expanded playoffs. So, I mean, that could have solved a lot of the problems that you had there. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get that. But that being said, let's go, Evan. Let's let's talk Astros. I mean, obviously, the 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 biggest thing that we're looking at is this pitcher pitching rotation for him. Yesterday, we had the first inter squad inter squad scrimmage. I'll tell you what. If if I hope some people out there got to watch, they had a single camera view from the uh, from the right top of the right field stands where one angle, all you could see was the pitcher throw to the hitter. And that's it. You couldn't see where the ball was going after it was hit, after it was grounded out. You just had to watch the pitcher reaction and of course the catcher reaction. Yeah, I know it was tough to watch, but you know did what? They air it on 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 so on the website they did oh, okay. on like on uh, it's like ESPN's Facebook. just broadcasting. No, you know? no, it's like Facebook. It was Facebook Live, but you know what? I watched it and man, it was just. It was almost like, I don't know, it, it was just great to have. It was just great to have back. That being said, of course, you know, the pitching staff were worried about Verlander coming off injury. He was dominant in this game. Of course, went, uh, gave up no runs, no hits. I think he pitched about four innings. McCullers, the other guy coming back from injury, uh, only gave up one run, uh, one run and four innings pitched at this point. So this is all very, very good news for the Astros. So, you know, th- there's a lot of questions that are going to go into this season with the Astros and the, in baseball in general. I think the biggest question that I'm going to have is going to be what is going to be what's going to be the sense of urgency for teams because obviously if teams start off slow, you've got guys that are going to be upcoming for free agency. So a lot of these guys, you know, Jake Arrieta, uh, JT Realmuto, those are guys for the Phillies that are going to be free agents after this year. So how te- how quick do you think teams are going to be to pull the trigger and trade these guys away if they start off slow? Because I mean, this the, I think I think you're going to see some really rash trades happen throughout the, throughout the baseball season. Yeah, and I I think. Uh it'll just be condensed to a point like at the trade deadline and near the end of the season I feel like you always see a couple of teams who are out of contention or like kind of looking for the rebuild spot kind of dump a player or two um and I think we're going to be in a similar situation just 40 games into the season or 30 games into the season or whatever it is I don't I don't expect things to get too crazy I mean I don't I feel bad for the Red Sox you know that's that's about all I have to say as far as the trade differential stuff goes but you know? I feel bad for the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox came out smelling like or not Red Sox, on- uh, the Dodgers. Oh, Dodgers. Yeah, with yeah, sorry, yeah, well, you know, if they get the World Series title, it doesn't matter. But yeah, and I mean, going moreover with the Astros, it's going to be so interesting to see what James Click does because I think we're really going to get the. Uh, get the mo or whatever the Astros, you know, uh, their their take on this entire scandal thing. Because if the Astros want to go out there and they want to win a World Series title, I mean, they could go make some trades. But the Astros have already their farm system, at least, has already been ravaged by trades in the past. So they've got a couple top tier prospects. But it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to if they're going to make it even worse to go out there and make some trades at the deadline uh, to get more uh, more guys in there. I mean, obviously Jake Arrieta, JT Realmuto, those are two of the guys that you're looking at the top of the list if the Phillies fall out of contention. So, is, is there any restrictions as far as those trade deadlines go because of the shorter season? Or oh, I'm, I'm sure the deadline has gotten pushed back to a certain extent. I, I you know I think July 31st, of course, is usually the 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 set deadline. Um, which is a day or two into the season right? yeah so, so obviously yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that's going to get pushed back to a certain extent but yeah it's like I said it's going to be interesting to see what these teams do I mean if they start off slow if you see I mean even hypothetically if you saw the Astros start off slow and we're completely out of contention I mean guys that are a year away from from uh from free agency George Springer now I don't expect that to happen with the Astros but It'll be interesting to see how rash these trades become because obviously, if you start off slow, you're, it's, you're digging yourself in a much bigger hole than you would be in 162 games. So, yeah, that's hey. fair. Hey, the, the other thing about baseball at this point, too, I mean, obviously, the fans, uh, Astros and uh, Rangers are keeping the possibility open for fans at this point. So, hey, 
might get some baseball are, in are at you, this point. Are you holding your breath for that? Oh, absolutely. I will. I will. I will. Whatever. I will. I will. Uh, I know you'd score. go. I'll be a I, trooper. I know anything. you'd go. I'm yeah. just. I'm asking you if you think there's any possibility that actually happens. No. I, and honestly, yeah. there probably there probably shouldn't be. I mean, obviously, the only thing that the only possibility is, I guess, if a vaccine or something comes in, yeah. it comes into play. But I mean, if they leave it up to the owners, I mean, I think these owners are going to be greedy enough to the point where they're gonna where they're gonna go out there That's and craziness, man. Yeah. But hey, th- you know what? Like I said, obviously this isn't the way I want to see a baseball season happen. But I'm glad that it's back, man. I really can't wait here in the next couple of weeks. What we're we're about what three weeks away? Three weeks away from getting this kicked off here. Uh, obviously, the Astros they're going to have a regionalized schedule. You know what that means? Getting Dodgers second series of the year. It's going to be, be exciting, Dodgers dude. here in Houston. So it'll be exciting, man. I I will tune in probably to as many baseball games this year as I do any other year, even though there's only sixty of them. So. Well, you'll have to pack in the amount of baseball I watch, you know, well, I'll up it to like two, three games a week or yeah. something like that. It'll he, be good. Here's the question. Dodgers Astros. Are we going to get a bench, bench clearing brawl at some point? Oh, I love it. They better keep the audio on. We can hear every, every, every curse word and everything else. They yell at each other. It's going to be fantastic. Would you pay? Okay. Hey, question. How much would you pay for uncensored? And I'm guessing all of these are going to be on a time lag. How much would oh, you, yeah, would you pay sure. a premium? Would you buy ESPN plus if they gave you uncensored? Like, I mentioned this like two and three weeks ago. Oh, really? I, think it's a ch- oh, it's okay. a ch- I don't know Sorry. if you're here, but I yeah. was like, yeah, they should market. They should market HBO, this. Oh yeah, bro, I, yeah, yeah. HBO. I mean, HBO already does that to a certain extent with the NFL. I mean, they have the you know the week after they have the show where it's the mic'd up. Yeah. Uh, NFL does it does something similar, but yeah, if they did a game, even if they released it the next day or whatever, and did the highlights of that, I mean, I, yeah, I would pay for watching yeah. that. I mean, People advertisements so alone for content pay, yeah. and everything else, it's going to be yeah, it'd be fantastic. I I would pay good money to have a bench clearing brawl with no there's no background there's mm-hmm. no crowd screaming it, it'd be wonderful yeah i mean so. the, the people that wouldn't be a fan of this which the, we said this with the nba i mean the, the guys that have a reputation to protect i mean like with the nba lebron james i guarantee you does not want to have yeah. himself mic'd up on here he's got his own brand to market out there and i mean he doesn't want kids out there seeing him uh you know seeing him curse up a storm or, yeah. or, or go after a player yeah. or whatever and kind of seem like a bully so yeah bully you mean the refs that's what he's he's bullying out there so yeah I can't disagree with you there on that one. But yeah, anyway, it comes back at this point. I'm going to be happy, of course. Obviously, hopefully we'll get some type of World Series. Playoffs are going to remain the same. I think if we get to the, you know, I think if we get to the playoffs, I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of this is going to be forgotten, at least as far as the flukiness of the season. Because oh, for sure, and then in both, I think. But yeah, because I mean, I say through 60 games, yeah, there's always one to two teams that fall off. But at the same time, if you look at the history through 60 games, for the most part, the, the team, the majority of teams that are going to be playoff are, are going to be in the playoffs uh, through 162 games are would have already been in the playoffs through 60 games. But yeah, yeah obviously you have those those years, 2005 Astros. Uh, last year's Nationals that would not have made it well, uh, I, through a 60-game season. You clearly have your favorites. Uh, I think we kind of skimmed through basketball, but just just a guess. Top four, or we'll go top five. Top five NBA probability to win the championship. Who's your teams? Oh, top, uh, going back to the NBA? Yeah. Obviously, you got to we'll, go. We'll, we'll run through it real quick. Uh, I'd go Bucks, Lakers, Clippers. In order. Uh, I'm trying to get in order. Come on now. Who's your oh, favorites? Oh, in order? Yeah, Vegas favorites. Vegas. If it's Vegas, then I'd go probably Lakers, Bucks, yeah. uh, Clippers, uh, it's got to be out of the east. So I'd go. Uh, I go Celtics. It's not out of the east, really. Um, you already know who it is, baby. The Rockets. Well, Let's go. All right, Rockets, and then, I'd, and then I'd say Celtics. Five. Yep, Celtics number five. Yeah. So yeah, I was impressed that the Rockets. I mean, like you said, maybe they're looking at the small ball side of the equation. Any guess on MLB? Uh, MLB. I mean, as far as if I if we're talking top five, you got to go uh, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros. Um, after that, Rays and. I, National League, I just think is so weak, but I, man, I don't know. Maybe is it the A's? I go A's, maybe. Um, Dodger, Rays, Astros, Natties, Rays, and Braves are all right there. Uh, Mets and Twins are also. Up well, there what, as you well. said what's it's the order? You're, you were you saying that? Oh uh, yeah. Order? Well, I'm looking at the pluses. It's not technically in order on my app. I'm looking at here, but um, so you're looking at Dodgers plus two twenty five, Yanks plus two sixty, Astros significant jump up to plus nine hundred. And then you've got a couple teams in the low thousand range. Actually, the next best odds or worst odds, I guess, if you want to look at it that way for the next favorite is for the Minnesota Twins plus 1,400. And then wow. the Mets right behind them. So that would be your four or five. So a $10 bet on the Astros gives me $90 if yep. they win the World Series. That's not bad. Mark that's, me down. That's value Mark right me there, down. Man. I want it. Yeah, I, that's, I that's want the value. odds. Because, hey, I, I'm, I, we talked about it earlier. I think the Astros are going to go out there and make I some trades. I honestly don't understand the hate. And I think, like, as far, like you said, we're, we're a big favorite in the West. And I would imagine it's a two-horse race. Like, you know, like, I just... 
Yeah, I mean, it, obviously the Yankees are dealing with injury problems of them, uh, of their own. I but mean, who they, else do you like besides the Yanks? Oh, in the American League yeah. or in the American League? I can't think of that. There's no the, one the else. Ray, really. The Rays are going to be interesting this year just because they've got the bullpen depth that maybe they can they can make a run at this. But and, and I mean, the starting pitching alone has been it has been great. I mean, obviously they're going to have Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow. Those are three guys that we're, we're talking about possibly getting Cy Young votes by the end of the year. So. Yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to be in contention. I still have questions about their bats, but in answer to your question, you're right. It's Yankees and Astros at this point. Those are the two teams. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see at this point. But yeah, I'm, yeah it's Astros Yankees as far as the AL. Houston sports betters, hop on, baby. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You know what? It's going to be fun this year. I'm excited. I just, man, I want to beat the Yankees in the ALCS, and I want to beat the Dodgers in the World Series. That'd be great. But you know what? People are going to throw another asterisk next to the World Series title if they, if they do. But doesn't you know matter. What? We'd hold up the ring. Yeah, they hate us because they ain't us. But, oh, man. Well, uh, moving on here, of course, uh, obviously, Evan, uh, MLB, M- NF, or MLB uh, NBA getting back in action. Of course, we're excited about that. But, man, honestly, Evan, the biggest sports news of the past week, we didn't even touch on this in the beginning, my boy, Patty Mahomes, of course, setting a new American sports record with a, a biggest contract. Uh, Mahomes got a 10-year, what could turn out to be $503 million extension, on t- and that it kicks into place after his two years, but man. Now, now, granted, I'll, I'll say this, of course, people are throwing the $503 million yeah, number out there. Yeah, can you dive in on that? I was going to ask you, because I, I still don't know the difference between the 450 it, It's It's essentially $470 million. So the, people are saying 10 years, $503 million. It's an incentive-based contract. So he would only see $503 million over that 10 years if he was to win the Super Bowl and the MVP every single year oh, for really? 10 years. Yeah. Okay, so it yeah. Gets, uh, I don't know the exact number. I think it's like $1.75 million for each. That's so they, they, they pretty much put all that incentives in there and said that he's getting $503 million. He's not going to get $503 well, you know, million. Hey, you'd have a heck of a decade if he did. I, so. I, that would be pretty great. I mean, obviously, I, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a fan of that. But yeah, obviously, starting in 2022, I mean, he, he, they've the, the Chiefs have already picked up his fifth-year option on this one, so they're going to pay him. His cap hit this year is going to be about $5 million, and it's going to be about $22 million next year. But starting 2022, his, uh, his, uh, his average is going to jump up to about $45 million a year after that. But Evan, obviously, uh, like we said, I, 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 I'm, I'm such a fan of this deal. I, I don't think it could have turned out any better for the, for the uh, Astros. I mean, just breaking this down Chiefs. a little bit. Or I'm sorry, for the, yeah, the Chiefs. The, they, they structured this perfectly. I mean, obviously, like I said, cap hit for 2025 $20, $5 million for Mahomes, $24 million 2021, $31 million 2022, and then $42 million in 2023. That gives the Chiefs time for that cap that cap number which is going to go up the salary cap is going to go up every single year and then on top of that they can slowly transition out some of the guys but next year they're getting their entire team back and then the year after that cap's going to go up again they're not paying that much 24 million dollars if the if the salary cap trends the same way that it has been going up about 10 million dollars a year which we could see an even bigger jump than that this could very quickly become a team-friendly deal Oh, it absolutely. It's already a team-friendly deal, man. Like you said, you have your window. You have everybody is coming back again next year. You Chiefs could easily three-peat. Yeah, I, I like. I, I think they're going to be an easy favorite next year. And I think even if the Chiefs like go nine and seven and lose in the first round this year, which is probably about as bad as you guys could do, mm-hmm. I think that you guys would still be the favorite coming out of the gate in the third year. Patty's contract there, just because of the room you guys have to play with. Uh, obviously, your general managers and your owner and everyone is, is doing a great job manipulating the cap room so far. Uh, to make that team around Patty, the offense is just clicking. You know, Andy's going to be there. You know, Tyreek's going to be there. You know, Travis Kelsey's going to be there. It's. I, it, I honestly, I I hate looking at you right now talking about this. So <laughs> it, it's incredible. I mean, if we're, if you know, we're you, one more thing, you know why? Well, you know, why I hate looking at you the most looking at this because I just know that Deshaun Watson is going to be thirty-five to forty million on our cap hit within the next two years. Which we're going to get in a it, year. Yeah, easy, we're going to get into easy. that. Honestly, I don't think that this should make you that upset as a Texas. I know, fan here. but it's just it's how friendly that is to you and how I know I'm not going to get the same level of friendliness, you know? No, well, uh, we'll get into that. I, we'll, uh, I've got some thoughts on that because Dak and Deshaun, I don't think they're as happy about this as you possibly think they are. But that being said, if we're talking about what this contract sig- signifies, I mean, it, as far as this versus the salary cap, you look at some of the big deals that's happened in the past. I mean, we could go back to 2001 with Brett Favre. Brett Favre got the 10-year contract, which averaged about, I think, $11 million a year. The, what that salary cap number per year, the percentage of that versus the uh, the percentage of the salary cap that he took up was about, I think, like 18%. 
Now, you look at any of the deals trending through history at the the, uh, Russell Wilson deal last year, the Carson Wentz deal last year, those top-tier quarterbacks tend to make about 18% of what the salary cap is. And with Patrick Mahomes, what I thought this was going to be a game-changer as is I thought we were going to see him take up a significant portion of the salary cap. But we're talking about 2025 and beyond. I mean, obviously, he gets, I think, $60 million in 2027. But outside of that, I think we're talking about him taking up less than 18, possibly 15% of the salary cap, which could make this incredibly team-friendly. Now, that being said, obviously, we have to see what the coronavirus does with the salary cap next year. But at the same time, this is going to become a team-friendly deal, and I'm convinced of that. So I'll ask you this. You're sitting here today. You see Patrick Mahomes, possibly $503 million here. Who is happier about this deal? Let me ask you this. Who's happier, Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson or the Cowboys and Texans, respectively? Um... It just depends on the way the contract goes and the rest of, like you said, the way the cap situation kind of evolves over the next couple of years. I think we're going to have to wait for see how this thing really plays out and if the steps are going to keep going up. I was trying to find it while you were talking there. Um, but like you said, the QB trends, not only the percentage of the cap, but the QB trends on salaries, like from $11 million for Brett Favre, even to like, you know, Pate Manning, I think 10 years later, reset the market and then Matt Ryan and then mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, just like the resets have been absolutely astronomical as far as the percentages going up. And I think Russ was 35 million before this. 35 million contract, a year. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're already ballooning up to 45. So we'll see, I mean, how they shoot up and how they work out as the percentages. Obviously, I think um, if you're making $40 million a year, it's hard to gripe about not making 45. And mm-hmm. I don't see Deshaun as the kind of, I'm hoping just his his approach to it so far and his commitment to the Texans so far and I think of how everyone views him as a hometown hero he'd be willing to make sacrifices to make these kind of plays um if he's not uh, you're gonna pay like you said you're gonna pay the number man and he's going to expect the number it's gonna be one of the two things he's gonna be a homie and he's gonna take a hometown discount not even a hometown discount he's gonna make a discount because he wants to win a championship or he's going to get his fifty million a year, and it's going to hurt, man. So I'll tell you this so. much: I, I think this is this was mainly good for the Texans because I, this came out after the deal uh, happened. It came out that Dak and Deshaun both, it seems, were not happy about this contract because neither one of those guys are looking for a long-term ten-year type contract. Dak is, is said to only be wanting about a four-year deal. Uh, Cowboys are wanting to lock him down for five years. Deshaun only looking for a three-year deal. He wants to hit free agency as soon as possible again. Um, but as far as far as this goes, I think this is really going to benefit the Texans and the Cowboys because this deal, like I said, didn't reset the market in a way that's a complete game changer for the NFL, which we expect a long term reset. Yeah, we yeah. we expect we expected Mahomes to completely reset this market and, and set something completely unprecedented. But the fact is, he didn't do that. So the, basically, if Dak and Deshaun get the contracts that they want, they're going to have to reset the market in themselves as far as the length goes. And if we're looking at the Cowboys versus the Texans, obviously the Texans are in a perfect situation because the Texans are going to pick up that fifth year on on Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. So they're not looking at having to franchise tag him until at least 2022. So, I mean, the the Texans have time. They can sit back. They can figure out what to do with this. But we don't have that window like you guys in this time frame. And I I have another point about this on my Vegas odds thing, but I'm sure you have more about Mahomes. But, I mean, I think Tex, like even the Cowboys, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are in a position where if they make an acquisition or two, they're a Super Bowl contender. And I just don't think the Texans are – I don't know if they're there right now, man. And that's the other, we're getting Deshaun's cheap years in a time where our window is closing very, very, very quickly. Okay, well, my point, yeah, obviously we, the windows, yeah, all that we can talk about. But what I'm talking about is in terms of getting a deal done that's going to benefit both sides. The Texans have the luxury of, of waiting Deshaun out and figuring out versus the Cowboys. He's already been franchised this year. If they franchise him next year, they're looking at a salary upwards of, I think, probably like $50 million. But it's not going to be a cap-friendly deal when we get things done with Deshaun. Either way, we just have this two-year tenure where it's okay with us. And even like you said, years three and four and five, a Patty's deal, they're probably that's not your hometown discount years. Like once that ticks up to 40, 45 million a year, I mean, maybe that'll be appropriate for top end QBs of a time, but it's going to be years six, seven, eight if he doesn't hit renegotiation that you guys are really getting the payout on that. Because yeah. like you said, we're, we're expecting this market to trend up that way. So I, I think really where it's a team friendly deal for the Chiefs is both in the elongated tenure for that, that year six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then the early period where you guys still have a window. 
And unfortunately, I don't think the Texans are going to get either side of that benefit. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I, that's, th- that's what I'm worried about. I am, I've been a pessimist this whole dude, like this whole podcast, man. You didn't tell me that you're up. So. Well, I mean, I, I'm just looking at this. I mean, I think the Texans, because they, they, this allow, th- what this did is this allowed Dak and Deshaun to show their cards as far as the new contract. And Deshaun comes out saying that he's only looking for a three-year contract, that he's going to be able to hit free agency again. If you're the Texans, you're hearing that and you're saying, okay, well, if we can't convince him to something long-term, then this is great. Then we're going to play. We're going to get him for another three years. We're going to get him for this year, going what five million dollars or less against the cap. Next year, fifth year option, twenty two million dollars, and then the next year you can do the franchise tag. So there's your three year contract that Dak's looking for. So why not, if you're the Texans at this point, just wait, just wait him out for those three years. Go back at it. See if you see if you can come up at a new contract at this point. Because if he's looking to constantly hit free agency, then this is going to benefit the Texans. At least them knowing that. Uh, knowing that obviously he's not going to sign a 10-year contract. But the flip side of that is maybe it forces these guys to look at it and say, okay, well, I guess I've got no other choice but to take a 10-year contract, which, again, I think this all is going to benefit the Texans in the end. This is going to allow the salary cap to go up. This is going to allow them to figure things out. And hey, I mean, if there's if there's any anybody who needs more time to prepare for the test that is free agency, it's Bill O'Brien at this point. So I think that I think the Texans are going to benefit from this. Cowboys, on the other hand. At least know. the Cowboys what... have a window right now. I mean, but then again, they can't get Dak to play ball, and he doesn't have any cheap years left. So yeah. that's that's the other side of things. But I did I did want to bring up one more thing because I knew you were going to talk about these contracts and these quarterbacks, and uh, we talk about quarterbacks taking up a considerable percentage of the cap and kind of how it affects the team. Um, so just to run through the divisions real quick, who do you think the best quarterback is in the AFC North? In the AFC North, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. Who do you think the favorite is to win the division in the AFC North? Uh, Ravens by a sizable margin, right? Yeah, minus three hundred. Who do you think the best team in the AFC West is, or best quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. Who do you think the be- who do you think's favored to win the division? Chiefs. NFC East. Who do you think the best two QBs in the division are? The best two QBs? I mean, it's close in that one. I think. Okay, so obviously Dak and Carson. And who do you think are by far the biggest favorites? Cowboys and uh, Cowboys and NFC Eagles. North. Who do you think's the best quarterback in the division? Aaron Rodgers. And who do you think's right behind him? Or maybe not right behind him, but the second best quarterback is Kirk Cousins right now. Mm-hmm. Packers are the favorite, and Vikings are second. Yeah, I, Matt, Matt Stafford's a lot better than you give him credit for. But I get, I, I get the point that you're making. Every other division, every other division has a quarterback who's exceedingly gifted and better than the other quarterbacks in the division. Most all of them, and they're the heavy favorite to win the division. Are the Texans this bad outside of Deshaun Watson, or do you think this is an overreaction? What, okay, rephrase the question. Are they, what are you saying? That are you saying without without Deshaun Watson, they're terrible? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 obviously, that's, yeah. So, what do you think is going to change in these next couple of years with administration, and everything else? Like we talk about the Texans being a good position with Deshaun Watson and everything with the contract. It's just it's scary to me. It's 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 kind of it's frustrating. I think one, we're a little undervalued. I think the offense, like you said, we have more weapons. Maybe we don't have a number one threat like D-Hop, but we have some suitable weapons that will fit Deshaun's play style. We have arguably be the best left tackle in football. We still have defensive weapons. We have a ailing, repeated defensive MVP, along with a couple other key players. And yet, here we are. Listen, so. all, all I'm trying to say about this Deshaun Watson thing is if it comes out that he wants a three-year contract, I think this opens up the Texans' window even more. Because if you look, what, quarterbacks, what quarterback free agents are going to be coming up for a new contract outside of Dak? I mean, nobody, nobody of significance that's a that's going to reset the market at this point. So maybe Lamar, if, I mean, maybe, but Lamar's still what? He's like probably two years away from them even talking about a new contract. So what this does is the Texans they still have cap room to play with. They because obviously going into this offseason, we're looking at saying okay, they've got what fifty million dollars to play with. So that goes to Tunsil, which what they got it gave about twenty million dollars a year to him, and the rest of that's probably going to Deshaun. So we're saying that they have no room to play with cap with the cap at this point. But now we're looking at it and we're saying, okay, well, Deshaun's saying that he wants to hit free agency in three years. So we can oblige him on that one. We can we can pick up the fifth year option. We can have cap room for the next two years. Get a franchise tag him at that point if we can't come up with a new contract. I'm just saying I think it opens up the Texans window. And in a, in a league where it's so easy to find cap space and the cap number is constantly going up in three years. We, you can reapproach that question, but I think for right now the Texans are saying, okay, what we can do for these next two years is we can we can play with the cap. We can play with the cap room at this point. We can get the guys we want. We're not going to be pressed to give Deshaun Watson a new contract right now. Yeah, but I mean, how many acquisitions can you make in that two years to make us a real threat before before you have to pay him? I mean, That's how the far? Off, I mean, the question comes back is how far off do you think the Texans are? I, apparently, pretty far, man. 
I mean, I, I don't I, think they're yeah. as far off as people make them. I mean, I don't think that they're up there. Well, the, I mean, we're, we are the third. We're by far, according to Las Vegas, the third biggest favorite to win the division. I think our over-under in games is seven. There is no other team that has a top 10 or even, I, I venture to say, a top 15 quarterback who's in a similar position. So uh, yeah, well, I it's, mean, it's tough. It's I, just I'm tough. with you. I, I think I think the Texans are undervalued, or you know, as far as Vegas goes. But I mean, I, I'm just like I said, back to the point at hand. I think the Texans they have this gives them gives them more flexibility. I think this gives them more time to play with. And I think Fingers it's I think, get, get it done, Bob. Bill O'Brien needs to redeem himself for here, once. Here's the here's my question for you: If the Tex if the Texans offered Watson the same exact contract as Mahomes, would you be happy? Yeah, because it's 10 years. But uh, Patty also has that six-year option to get out, too, right? I mean, th- there's no way this uh, this contract can play 10 Patty, years. not Patty, man. That's the other thing. I'm, I'd, I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't be as exuberant because he's not Patty. You know? I'm just saying, like in 2023, would you be okay paying Watson $42 million? I'm sure I would because yeah. of the way that the the yeah. everything's going to pay. We're going to pay him $42 million yeah. in three years. So. Yeah. At least, yeah. like that's a minimum, I think. So here we are. Yeah, but, and I th- we yeah. should we should say, you know, in retrospect, or at least on the conversation that we had, there's no way that this Mahomes contract's going to play out ten years. Oh, no, there, yeah. there's going to be a new contract halfway through that. I, I think I, six years is like his biggest option out. There's yeah. like something in there. Yeah, um, I mean, so he'll probably it'll be a six year, three hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, or I, 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 I'm looking at twenty after twenty twenty seven because basically they have loaded most of this uh, in 2027 he's going to get paid 60 million dollars yeah. which it's hard to imagine in 2027 any quarterbacks making more than that at that point but i could be wrong could yeah. be wrong about that but i think because after 2028 i think it goes back down to about 45 million dollars a year so i think after the 2027 season you're you're seeing the chiefs restructure a new deal or restructure renegotiate a new deal uh with patrick mahomes at that point so hey it's gonna be interesting to see obviously i think if i, I think at this point I, I was a big believer, you know, at the start of free agency, I said the Texans are going to get a deal done with Deshaun Watson this offseason. I'm now on the camp of saying that they, I, I think. Wait him yeah, out. I think, yeah, I think you're going to see Deshaun Watson get franchise tagged before a new contract happens. And that's, I think, 2023, we're talking about a new contract for Deshaun versus Dak. Like I said, probably a new contract here pretty soon. They've got to get something done because I can't imagine them paying him $50 million next year. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's about all the time that we have for today. Evan, thanks for braving it out. Uh, Absolutely, man. I hope, I, hope so, I'm safe. Yeah, it was it was a little rough going to get here. Obviously, traffic outside was rough on us, but hey, we got in here. Thanks to Greg hanging around for us. Uh, Keeping it sanitized. The, Love that's it. right. Working the thank audio you, for us, obviously. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, next week should be back at it. We'll be one week closer to the MLB and NBA action. Uh, we'll find out uh, if it's trending uh, trending what Evan th- or trending the way that Evan thinks it's going to go as far as no MLB or no NBA season. Hey, hey, one more thing before uh, before we exit. J.J. Watts says he likely won't play in season and if NFL puts one certain rule in place about wearing masks. Yeah, no, he talked about that yesterday. It's the it's the the, the MLFL is talking about doing a full, you know, like the visor. Uh-huh. They're talking about doing like the full visor all the way down on the face. Hate for him not to show his face, huh? Yeah, well, exactly. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> yeah, he's apparently he came out and he said that he played one. He played two weeks with a visor and he was like, it was unbearable. I couldn't breathe, blah, blah, blah. But so he said, if they're doing that, I'm not got to get on the news, JJ. It's been a while, you know, know, four weeks off air too much for him. I know, whatever. But hey, I mean, obviously, if if you're that rich at that point, I mean, who cares? But you know what? We'll see what happens, of course, in the upcoming weeks. NFL hopefully will be slated to come back on track. Hey, vaccines are in phase three of the trials. So, hey, maybe we'll get a vaccine. We'll get we'll be able to go back to some of the World Series games, uh, some NFL action. But uh, we'll have to see. But, yeah, make sure you tune in in the upcoming weeks. Again, thanks to Evan. You've been listening to Wild Card Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. 